Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. This is your host, Bunny Michael. I'm so happy to be here with you. How are y'all holding up? Yes, I'm from Texas and I say y'all and I'm never going to (laughs) stop. It's just like a word that makes so much sense to me, y'all. I mean, it just... It's just easy, right? Anyway, my week has been pretty chill. I've been really feeling the isolation lately. I've been missing friends and family. And the other day, I was like, I just want to work on a laptop at a freaking coffee shop, which is so funny because although I used to do that a lot before, I wouldn't have actually said that I enjoyed it. But I mean, I guess I did. I used to work at this one place in Brooklyn all the time. And it was like really stressful, actually. I mean, it was rough finding a seat. And then it was like a whole other thing to find an available outlet to charge your laptop. And the moment someone left and took the plug out of the outlet, like three people jumped to claim it. And I don't know, people brought extension cords. It was like a whole thing. But yeah, I guess I I guess I do miss that. Oh, and I also miss just like smiling at people who I don't really know. And I live in Brooklyn, all right? I mean, I know that, you know, most people don't smile at strangers. And I have like a whole like trigger about men, you know, telling me to smile on the street and stuff. But I have to admit, I do like smiling at people. I like being pleasant and making people feel acknowledged and appreciated. And with the mask, it's just been a long time since I've been able to like smile at somebody that I didn't know. I mean, I go to the grocery store and I'm like checking out and I really want to smile at them. I really want them to know I'm smiling, (laughs) but I'm just trying to communicate it with my eyes, right? I remember when the pandemic first started, me and my spouse, Kara, we'd be walking around with our masks on and we'd be like, I don't know if you're smiling at me or if you're mad at me right now. Like, I can't tell what's going on. So we came up with this idea of doing this, like, double wink at each other to let each other know we were smiling. It was pretty cute. Even though it's been a year since the pandemic really started to kick into gear, I feel like we've all grown four inner years. And that is what happens when we're able to be still and look inside. 
We see things we would have otherwise been too distracted to see. We grow faster in that way. Our spiritual awakening kind of happens exponentially. In that quiet stillness is where our higher selves are. And when we fill our life with so much activity, we forget our real nature. Our true selves become covered up in layers upon layers of concepts and ego identifications and anxiety and fear. It's easy to forget how whole we are. But this is the journey of remembering. I mean, that's why we're all here, right? To remember what we already know, to feel our vastness, our wisdom, and our connection to all of life. I wanted to read to you a quote from the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, and I'm really sorry if, please forgive me if I'm butchering the pronunciation. Um, In case you don't know, the Tao Te Ching is a spiritual Chinese text written around the 4th century BC, and it loosely translates to the way of virtue. So the Tao is like pointing to source or oneness or God or however you want to whatever word you want to use. So this is the quote. Learning consists in adding to one's stock day by day. The practice of Tao consists in subtracting day by day. Subtracting and yet again subtracting until one has reached inactivity. I love reading this stuff because it just goes to show This journey of remembering our true selves, of removing all of the layers and reaching our higher selves has been the human condition for so long. I mean, this quote is from the 4th century BC, and we're all here still doing it, still on the spiritual path, and all our paths are one. It's just such a beautiful thing to to realize and to remember because the spiritual journey can feel really lonely. It can feel really isolating. It can feel like, oh, I mean, I must be the only one who's having a problem right now or struggling with this part of being human. No, this is the the struggle that is our united human struggle. I mean, this is the struggle of our species. And it just feels like such a comforting thing to remember. So I hope you take a little comfort in that too on your journey. All right, it's time we get to the questions. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hi, Bunny. Uh, I just discovered your podcast and I'm so happy that I did. Uh, The last couple of months, I have felt like they've been blown open for me virtually, uh, I had a couple of experiences that really, I think, have changed the the course of my life in a really positive way. And I'm feeling so much connection to all other living things and life and God, I guess, uh, and you. And, um, yeah, I'm just really loving leaning into this whole thing. But my question is, is that um, I feel like the one thing that's still holding me back from letting this completely transform my life is a fear of my dad. Um, Growing up, my dad loved us a lot. Definitely no question about that, but um, could be very volatile and uh, controlling. And um, even though I'm an adult now, I, I struggle with making choices about my life that he'll disapprove of because it's an unsafe thing to do. Um, Yeah. He, he's reacted before uh, by totally, 
cutting me off from everything. If I made a choice he doesn't like, he, he starts making personal attacks. And it's, it gets very ugly very quickly. And uh, the only way to keep the peace is to do things his way. And I know that that shouldn't be the case, um, but it, it is. And I guess my question is, is what are ways I can engage with this fear without necessarily losing my relationship with my dad, but also wanting to um, sort of lean into my higher self and then connect with that, even when that's at odds with what my dad would want me to do with my life. Um, I'm thinking particularly here career-wise. Um, you know, I went to school for one thing, and he helped me through school, which was really generous. But now um, I really feel a strong calling towards something else, uh, towards being a doula, which he... I uh, just wouldn't understand. So um, if you have any advice on navigating this sort of, it feels like one of the last barriers I have towards leaning in more fully. Um, I'd really appreciate it. And thank you. Bye. I'm really happy to hear that you've been experiencing a deep connection and oneness with your higher self. And there's no doubt in my mind that because of your inner work, this issue with your dad has an even bigger spotlight than before because I'm sure it's always been an issue somewhat. But now since your awareness has grown, you realize that something really needs to change. You realize that something really needs to shift. The thing is that if your dad chose to end his relationship with you or get really angry at you because you pursued your own goals and dreams, that would be his choice. You're not responsible for his choices he is. If the relationship were to end, it wouldn't be because of your actions, it would be because of his. You want to stay close and you accept him for who he is and the choices he's made in his life. He should do the same for you. His attempts at controlling you are misguided. You said you wanted to keep the peace, but there's nothing peaceful about you not following your own heart. If you keep resisting your authentic path, you will feel the burden more and more over time. Not only is that not healthy for you, but this dynamic isn't healthy for your dad either, even if he doesn't see it that way now. His spiritual journey is to let go of his role as a parent that knows what's best for you. That time is over for him, and if he keeps resisting the present moment, he will continually be imprisoned by the past. And if he continues to live in the past, he will continually miss the reality of the present moment. There's nothing easy about being a parent. I'm not a parent, and I can't imagine the weight of that attachment a parent feels to their child. I know it's not easy to let go, but just because something is hard spiritually and emotionally doesn't mean you should avoid it. The best way you can honor the positive influence and gratitude and love you have for him and his support for you over the years is to live a joyful life. You are not an extension of him. You are your own person. It's hard to imagine people changing sometimes, especially people that historically have been stubbornly set in their ways. But don't close the door on the possibility that your dad can really grow from this. He's still growing. We never stop growing. All that's happening right now is that we're all on our own individual spiritual journey. We are all in a different place in our own healing and our self-awakening. There's never a time when we are done. 
So you might think this issue is the last hurdle, but there will be others too. Other problems, other difficult conversations, other really challenging experiences because that's the nature of our human existence. The important thing is to always stay grounded in your higher self. Your higher self knows more than any parent or therapist or authority or spiritual teacher because your higher self is your connection to source. The wisdom of love, the same force that created the universe, lives in you. The spiritual journey is a practice in learning how to listen and trust and follow that guidance. If you get quiet in yourself, no matter the issue, you will always find the answer. And I think you know your answer when it comes to this issue with your dad. I feel so excited for you to be a doula. What a beautiful higher purpose. What an amazing gift to be of service in. Your path is so gorgeous and your courage to stay in your own healing has a huge healing effect on everyone around you. Hello Exo Higher Self fam, it's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. My question is, how do you navigate whenever um, there is fear to reconnect with people uh, because of being burned in the past and not knowing who to trust, even um, whenever there's self-criticism too? You know that it just all gets pretty heavy and really debilitating whenever... Um, so much of what we all are looking for is to just connect with one another. And I'm just wondering how we can navigate that in such a society that really um, can promote fear sometimes and that can tend to become a reactionary. Um, so, yeah, and I'm just wondering what has helped you to navigate that because something that I have been struggling with. Don't mind the honking. I'm safely driving. <laughs> Hope you have a good day, and I really appreciate all of the art that you make, and thank you so much. It's really understandable that fear becomes a dominating emotion for us because, like you said, so much of our culture is fear-driven. We're told we have to compete with each other, so we're always afraid someone's judging us. We're 
told that we need to be afraid of one another, that we're criminals and that we're dangerous, that there's enemies of our country or our community that we need to be on the lookout for. And then there's our past trauma and experiences where someone violated our trust or mistreated us. And we want to do everything to avoid those painful experiences, right? And we all let this fear influence our choices to varying degrees. The other day, I was flipping through the channels on TV looking for something to watch, and I saw this show called Doom Preppers. It's a show about people who are preparing their homes for the apocalypse. And it was really hard to watch because I was just watching these people, and they were so afraid of the end of the world, and they were living in a state of constant anxiety and fear, arming themselves with all kinds of weapons and imagining all different kinds of scenarios where they'd have to defend themselves against all different types of enemies and forces. But the saddest part of it to me was their children who are growing up in an environment where they're taught that the apocalypse could happen any moment. I mean, what kind of life is that? Fear is an instinct we all have to protect ourselves. And in some cases, that fear is very useful, like a warning sign that we're in danger. But I would say most of our fear isn't useful at all. And it blocks our connection to the awareness of love. When we become too attached to our fears, We start to project danger everywhere. So every person we date, we're paranoid about them cheating on us because someone cheated on us before. Or maybe if we got fired from a job years ago, we're constantly worried about pleasing our new boss. So we're in a constant state of anxiety at work. Or maybe we watch some true crime show and then we can't sleep at night because we're afraid that we're going to be murdered in the middle of the night and that fear has totally taken over our body's need to sleep and we lie in bed so overwhelmed and our bodies are responding to those thoughts as if they're really happening our fears and stress become harmful and they don't serve us our higher selves are like a gps to love And that also means our higher self has the vision to see where love isn't. When we have a strong spiritual practice, when we stay aligned with our higher selves, we can trust our own wisdom because our higher selves are the part of us that know we are whole and nothing can change that. So we make choices based on self-compassion and self-care. We don't spend time with people who treat us poorly. We don't put ourselves in dangerous situations because we know we are too worthy to risk harm. But we can also see where our reactions, but we can also see when our reactions are coming from a valid red flag or an attachment to our fear, which only causes us more self-suffering. Like other questions we've discussed on this podcast, the wisdom of our higher selves is the part of us that already knows what to do, what to say, where to go, in order to facilitate more love in our lives and in the world. Now, does that mean no one will ever be a jerk to us or hurt our feelings? No, of course not. We can't always avoid that. But when we're grounded in our higher selves, we know that nothing anyone can do to us will change our worth or our self-love. 
And we know that when people hurt us, they're acting from their own wounds. And so we don't give over our power. Living in that awareness of our inner power creates a reality that is totally different. We feel safe. We're less paranoid. We don't make assumptions about people based on illusions. We don't project stuff on people. We have loving and caring relationships. We're on the path of healing our wounds. And we start to notice when our fears are not actually serving us. I mean, this is the process, right? And the more aligned we are with our higher self, the better we are at all of these things. So the issue of like, how can I trust someone? I would think about it more like, how can I trust myself? to make choices that reflect my own worth and respond to life with love and care. You can trust yourself. You can trust your higher self. We aren't in control of other people's behavior, but we are in control of how we show up to every situation. Are we grounded in the truth of who we are and our wholeness, or are we afraid that we're lacking and acting from fear that we're not worthy? The state of consciousness we are in can transform all of our experiences. Hi, bunnies. This call is a little bit impulsive because I just had an argument with my partner tonight, but um, it's just really important for me to ask you because I've been feeling the ways I'm feeling for a little while now. Um, basically, my partner and I have contradicting doctrines about certain things in our relationship. And what I've told him that I need from him just is not exactly compatible with what he exactly wants. And I know that from an objective point of view, you might automatically assume that we're just not compatible. But there are also plenty of things that do make us compatible just these few boundaries have not had some sort of, like, agreeing point yet because we're both, you know, I guess stubborn and, like, want things to, like, work for um, ourselves, but I also want them to work for him. I don't know how, I guess, well, this is very, this is a lot, this is heavy, but I'm, like, just trying to explain this as best as I can. Basically, I'm calling because I feel like my higher self is kind of like telling me to just, you know, stay if I am getting what I deserve and leave if I'm not getting what I deserve. But it's really hard for me to even fathom the idea of us not being together because I do love him and he is a very healthy-minded person, which is not something that I'm completely used to. So I guess my question would be something along the lines of what would my higher self do in the event of, you know, basically being given an ultimatum to change or to not change because some of what he's asking for, I can kind of like bend for him for, like I can mold myself into more of what he wants because those things are just, like, not completely out of line, even if they're not ideal for me. And then there are things that I am really against and that I don't like or don't find attractive, don't like in a partner. 
It sounds to me that you are willing to compromise on some boundaries, but not on others. And I'm wondering if your partner is also willing to compromise and meet you halfway. Perhaps your partner doesn't quite understand why that particular boundary is so important to you. And maybe with further discussion, when both of you are feeling more grounded, there can be an opening to understanding. I also think couples counseling can be really great to communicate things that are difficult to talk about when it's just the two of you and having a mediator can really, really help that. It can take some time to see from another person's point of view. It's also important to be patient with each other. I'm just concerned about you feeling emotionally safe in this relationship if you're doing something that doesn't feel right to you. Because what happens when your boundaries being crossed cause you harm or trauma or create resentment or anger or mistrust because you're doing something that doesn't feel right in your heart? In order to be a good partner, you have to feel like this relationship is emotionally, spiritually, and physically safe for you. You said that you think your higher self is telling you you deserve better. Our higher selves often tell us things we don't really like to hear. And it takes us time to actually listen and do what we know in our heart is good for us. I'm not saying you should leave your partner. I don't know what's right for you. Only you know that. I have a meme that says, me. How do I know if this relationship is good for me? Higher self. Ask yourself if the relationship is helping you heal from your trauma or causing more trauma. It's true breakups are hard even when it's something we choose for ourselves. But if the issue can't find healing and mutual understanding, you're just postponing a breakup for a later time. Be patient with yourself. Get quiet with yourself. And you'll know what's right for you. Just trust. Hey, Bunny. First of all, thank you for listening to my question. And I will try and formulate it now because I don't really know. Yeah, I just want some advice on how to stop living in regret. Because I feel like that's what I've been doing for the longest time. I doubt I am still dealing with depression and really low self-worth and really negative beliefs and self-talk. And a couple of years back, I started studying in a different city and it first opened me up to, hey, I don't have to live like that. There's like, there's things I want to do, actually. And I, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I might be maybe worth more than what I'm letting myself um now and yeah that that opened me up to a lot and I feel like I've grown a lot I learned a lot of tools that I can use to for example get out of overthinking I I try to manifest I try to practice gratitude and be kind with myself but I think what blocks me the most still is that I'm not able to forgive myself I live in regret so much. For example, I want to do something now. I actually want to start songwriting because that's something that I've opened up to as well. It never crossed my mind that I, me, I could be musical and creative and do my own stuff. I mean, I've always liked singing and playing guitar, but only covering people. Yeah, now I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, I need to practice. I need to do that and that. And disregarding all the self-doubt and insecurities and whatever, not... I'm telling myself that's kind of holding myself back. 
the thought that always pops up in my head is, well, you haven't done anything till now. You've only wasted your time. You've been stagnant. You've been stuck up there in your little brain, and you haven't done anything with your life. And I'm 24 now, but <laughs> yeah, those thoughts—they don't really motivate me to well do something now, then actually, and start my life and be active. No, they just hold me back even more. I'm thinking, yeah, true. I'm ha I haven't done anything till now. I know I can change, but I will never be able to catch up, and I don't really deserve it because I've been like. A shit for my whole life and yeah I think I actually never healed and I can I can't move forward I've tried so much and I am active for a while and that works out but then I end up in these negative patterns again and just beating myself up and I'm really wondering why because I thought the key was to be active and to practice all these things and whatever and it goes well for a while yeah but then I don't know why I still have this deep-rooted belief that it's all gonna end because I'm not worth having it. And yeah, I think that lies a lot in me not being able to forgive myself and me just judging and shaming myself for everything I have and haven't done and just believing that I will keep on repeating this pattern. And I know it's normal to feel like a fraud when you try to readjust and um, kind of create a new belief system but I don't know how to endure this <laughs> I don't know how to tell myself that I can change and I can be active and I can be everything I want to if I just practice and stay on it I don't know I feel like a fraud and I this voice inside of me just keeps on telling me that I can't so yeah I'd appreciate any advice any active things I could do I know the thing is to just do it but I don't know why I can't just do it all these tips and also just doing the activities I want to do why why can't I just do it that's the last piece last puzzle piece that kind of separates me from from people that are happy and successful and active I don't know how to get out of this thank you very much There are two ways of looking at ourselves. One is from the ego mind that the world has conditioned us to see ourselves by, and the other is how our higher selves see us. The simple difference is this. The ego mind says, I am not enough, and higher self says, I am enough and always have been. All these thoughts that you've been describing is your ego. It stems from an unconscious belief that there's a hierarchy in human worth and in order to find success or self-worth, you have to achieve, whether that's material possessions, social status, fame, career, or any other criteria you can come up with to give yourself validation. So you think the missing part of the puzzle is that you are unable to do the things you want to do And if you do those things, then you will be happy and successful. I'm going to tell you right now that that actually isn't what's making you feel inadequate. The ego is never satisfied. It's always looking for lack. So even if you became a famous singer tomorrow, that ego boost from thinking, okay, I've made it, will be so temporary, you will be shocked. 
Soon the ego will say, okay, you reached that goal. But what about this other person over here? Look at what they have. You don't have that. You need that in order to really be successful. And so you move on to the next thing and then the next thing, all the time trying to satisfy this feeling of lack inside that you think you have. And the ego always wants more. Why? Because you aren't enough, remember? Your higher self is the awareness that you are already enough just how you are. That you don't have to prove your worthiness of love and care and abundance. We are all born worthy. The validation that you've been seeking outside of yourself has created more and more anxiety because you are looking where you can't find it. In truth, it was inside you the whole time. Now, ironically, it's not the ego that will empower you to do the things that inspire you, like singing. Although it can be a form of motivation because the fear of lack is very seductive. But what will actually empower you to grow and learn more things and have the courage to express yourself is knowing who you really are. You are a channel for divine love, and you are here to experience that love. The journey you're on isn't to find success in the way you've been told what success is. The journey is to awaken to your higher self. And you do that by bringing awareness to your thinking and how your ego blocks your true power. We all struggle with self-loathing and fearful thoughts because we were all raised in a world that taught us if only we accomplished A, B, and C, then we will find happiness and then we will deserve to love ourselves. But look around. People with all the money, success, fame, status... So many are still so far away from self-love. And that is why greed, which is the constant dissatisfaction of the ego, is such a plague to our world and has caused so much self-suffering and suffering of others. We have lost sight of ourselves. Today is a big shift for you. To realizing your experience of happiness isn't based in doing, but in being. Just allowing yourself to be you. You don't need to be anything more than that. That is enough. It's more than enough. And from this self-acceptance, you can be free to sing if you want to sing, to write songs if you want to write, to do whatever feels good in your heart. But not because if you don't, then you're a failure. No, because your creativity is a way to get intimate with the divinity inside you that yearns to be expressed. I want you to say this mantra every morning for 30 days when you wake up and or when you're feeling those negative thoughts come on. I am enough just how I am. I am a gift to this world. I am here to experience love. I don't have to believe my negative thoughts today. Well, that wraps up this week. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, we have bonus episodes on our Patreon, and you can have access to all the bonus episodes. The next bonus episode we are putting out 
this Friday. And if you go to patreon.com backslash exo higher self, you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, get access to all the bonus episodes. And there's also more exclusive content on there as well. I do video episodes and other treats like that. So definitely, definitely subscribe and help support this podcast. We can't do it without our Patreons. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Remember, we all have struggles. We're all, we're not all spiritually enlightened. We don't need to add another layer of criticism on top of it, right? We don't need to be anxious that we have anxiety, right? We don't need to be mad at ourselves for being in a bad mood. It's just like we just keep adding layers and layers and layers and making it more difficult for ourselves rather than just accepting where we're at in the moment and just writing it out and letting it go, okay? So that's the theme for this week. Take that with you. Just write it out and let it go. I'm really looking forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, so we'll see you next time. Remember, I love you and so does your higher self. Okay, bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 